As a kid, I went to a pretty traditional Presbyterian church uh, where we sung classic hymns out of an old hymnal. Uh, there were no surprises from Sunday to Sunday. Even in fact, the, the hymns themselves were listed on this board on the wall up at the front of the sanctuary. Uh, no surprises. Um, but a lot of these old hymns we would read out of this hymnal with you know the music all, all, all written out, and, and I didn't understand a lot of what was being sung. We were just going through the motions. And, and one famously in particular that I remember singing often um, was the, the line, here I lay my Ebenezer, or here I raise my Ebenezer. And uh, I had no idea, I had no idea what I was singing. We would just sing it over and over again. And the only Ebenezer that I knew of was Scrooge. And as a kid, the only Scrooge I really knew was Scrooge McDuck. Uh, from DuckTales, and so I just had this picture of lifting up, uh, you know, a monocled cartoon duck. Uh, am I, you know, that's what I, I'm here. I raise my Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, so this is, later on, it, obviously, I discovered that an Ebenezer is this, uh, it's this memorial, uh, uh, these stones that that were put down uh, by the people of Israel in in remembering and celebrating. Uh, memorializing that this this victory that God had brought them through uh, through the waters and uh, it, it was it was for the people to remember every time they came by and saw this this heap of stones this Ebenezer they were to remember the faithfulness of God the power of God and it was to, to sort of strengthen them and so very different than uh, cartoon ducks uh, each year we sing classic old Christmas hymns uh, which as well maybe sometimes have have language that we don't really understand and uh, they're very sentimental but I thought we'd have an opportunity here in this Advent season through the dailies uh, each week to pick a, a, a classic Christmas hymn uh, and to sort of talk about what's going on what are the themes what is the history of this thing so that we have a deeper under, uh, appreciation of, of what's really going on uh, and, and as well really keying on these these themes that we're working through uh, this week's being hope um, in the 6th century in Italy, uh, it, was, it was tradition uh, that people would gather together in the seven days leading up uh, to Christmas Eve, um, and, and the church would sing or recite uh, these hymns of hope. They were calling on God's promises, and they were called uh, O Antiphons. Uh, and, and so this is, this is a 1,400-year-old 14 uh, traditional church advent uh, program. Uh, the, the first day uh, was O Sapienta, which was O Wisdom, and, and the end of that poem or hymn would end with Come and Teach Us. Uh, the second day was O Adonai, uh, which means O Lord, uh, Come and Redeem Us. O Radix Jesse, which means O Root of Jesse, Come and Deliver Us. Then day four, O Clavis David, O key of David, come and lead the prisoners free. Then they would say, O Oriens, on the next day, which was O morning star, come and enlighten those in darkness. Uh, day six, O Rex Gentium, meaning O king of the nations, come and save the human race. And finally, day seven was O Emmanuel, which means O God with us, come and save us. So each day they would call out to God in hope, calling on these promises. Then in 1861, um, a man named John Mason Neal paraphrased and, and translated these, these O Antiphons into a hymn, the hymn that we know today as O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. 
You can see where that O comes from now, right? In the O antiphons. Uh, and so verse 1. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Again, meaning God with us, calling back in the, the same language used in, in that 1,400-year-old that uh, hymnal. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. So uh, that, that ransom is to buy out of slavery, to pay the price to set one free. That's the language of ransom. That mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. So uh, he's writing, it's as if he's writing back to uh, the Israelites who were awaiting the Messiah, right? Those 1,400 years ago we talked about on Monday uh, with, uh, with the Davidic expectations, the hope of Messiah, of waiting for God to intervene, waiting on his promises, but feeling like they're, they're captives to, to Rome, uh, feeling like they're enslaved, um, waiting desperately for God's promises. And he, it's like he's writing back to those people. Um, and he says, even in the waiting, have hope and rejoice. Rejoice in the waiting of the coming of the Davidic king. Um, he shall come. So uh, we get the context for it. Verse 2, um, O come thou rod of Jesse. Uh, that is a reference to this uh, sort of the, Jesse being David's father and, and it being out of David's line again, this promised king was going to come. And so this rod of Jesse is a branch and it's like picture a dead tree, but yet a, a new branch springs forth from a tree that's been dead. And, and the, this new branch is, is the Messiah coming out of, out of this line of David. And so calling on, again, the promise of God. Uh, for this this Davidic king. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From the depths of hell thy people save and give them victory o'er the grave. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. So again, it's hope in the midst of, of enemy attacks when the battle looks like it's being lost. Hope that the rescuer, the king, will return. O come thou day spring. Uh, a day spring is, uh, that is the first light of dawn. Uh, midnight has passed, it's darkness, but you see light suddenly appear on the horizon. It's, it's that imagery. O come thou day spring from on high, and cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night, and death's dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee. O Israel. Uh, so it's calling out for hope in the midst of darkness. The sun will rise. The child will be born. Wait and rejoice. God is faithful is what, is what the hymnist continues to call us into. Again, going back to that uh, intertestamental time and, and imagining the, the desperate waiting, um, but knowing what we know. O come thou key of David. Uh, again, it's the Messiah, uh, the, the line of David, the promise covenant to David, uh, that the, the king eternal would come from his line. So come, thou key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. It's hope for those who feel like they're in captivity, those who feel like they're stuck. And it's this call of, of bring us into heaven, unlock the gate and let us in. O come Adonai, 
Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient time didst give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Uh, It calls back to remembering the time that God brought his people out of slavery and brought them to Sinai where he gave them the law, where he met with his people and he gave them hope in the midst of uncertainty. And he's he's calling their memory back to the time when, when God did pull them out of captivity, that God did work in a miraculous way, that God was faithful in his own time. Uh, and gave them direction and walked with them and, and, and to rejoice because that will happen again. Rejoice, Emmanuel, God with us shall come. He will come again. Take hope. And it's, it's just kind of a somber tone in the hymn. If, if you're hoping that I'm going to sing this thing, trust me, you, no one wants that. Um, but we all know the tune. Uh, we've sung it uh, every Christmas for our lives. Um, but it's a somber tone for the hymn, and it's not as celebratory as others because um, it calls back to this, this, this perseverance and this hope that, that we, as we look back on, on the longing of those who are waiting for the coming of Jesus, uh, it was fulfilled, that, 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 that Jesus broke in, that Emmanuel did come, that it was this miraculous inbreaking of God into the world. Uh, And so we too, on the other side of Christmas, as we await resurrection, it's the same calling to hope, to hold fast, to trust in God's promises, uh, to hope in his second coming once again. For us too, he will return as he promised. We can, in the midst of all of it, no matter what's going on in this season, we can again rejoice, rejoice, because Emmanuel, God with us, is coming to us Oh, Israel, once again. And so uh, hopefully that, uh, that provides a little bit of context and helps us understand that uh, what's going on in this hymn, some of the language, and, and remember that it's coming out of the 6th century calling on God, calling on Him to deliver, and, and calling on these things He's promised us in hope. Um, rejoice, rejoice. Let's pray. God, we thank You for, uh, we thank you for the history of the church. Uh, well, obviously it's, it's made plenty of mistakes. We thank you, though, for, for these legacies that we have of, of these kind of hymns. People who have gone before us, these are timeless and true. We thank you for the 6th century church in Italy that, um, that came up with a liturgy calling on hope and advent that carries forward into uh, the 19th century hymn writer who then writes this beautiful Christmas hymn for us with a timeless truth of waiting for you, Emmanuel, to come once again. And I pray, God, that uh, that this Christmas season will once again remind us that you are faithful to your promises and we can place our hope in you. We lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll talk to you again soon. Love you guys.